Real Talk with Grace Redman features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes Conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redman. Thank you for those of you who are have joined us and maybe we can't see. And thank you for those of you that are joining us on the replay. I'm super excited to do my first Real Talk podcast episode live streaming with one of my favorite people, Brandy Strader. Good morning, Brandy. Hi, friends. Hi, Grace. Yeah. Thank you for having so, me here. Yeah, so I'm going to introduce you to our audience. Okay. Let them know who you are. All right, here we go. So Brandy has walked an eventful journey through hopelessness and despair from several years of struggling with painful and debilitating symptoms of an eventual chronic Lyme disease diagnosis. That journey led her into surrendering and finally ultimate freedom. Brandy has since vowed to never let another soul suffer the same fate and she has made it her purpose to shine light for those in darkness. She now guides those who have awakened to their own light by utilizing her knowledge and wisdom of many diverse spiritual teachers and developed ideologies as well as accessing the help of intuitive guidance, energy healing, and the mind-body-spirit connection so that she can support those seeking true spiritual alignment. Girl, I'm so happy to be here with you today. That sounds like so professional. It kind of intimidates me. <laughs> no. So I, I, I want to tell them a little bit about how you know we met. Please. And... I joined um, a mastermind with our mentor, Sunny Don Johnston, and you were in that mastermind. It was a small group of nine and ten to nine or ten of us. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I had just started to own, you know, my spirituality and step into my intuition because I had been a little bit, you know, nervous. And then here you are, you show up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. You're so <laughs> in tune and so, you know, connected to your, you know, higher self. And I admired that. And I was like, oh, she's, you know, been connected to herself, you know, probably for the last 20 years. And here yeah. I am starting my journey. <laughs> and so, and then I find out something a little bit different. So I had this perception. So tell us a little bit how you got started on your spiritual journey. Yeah. So Grace and I met two years ago in uh, Sunny Don Johnston's mastermind group. And, um, and uh, so the last two years have just been a total ride with Grace, and I'm, I'm so great grateful for your friendship and uh, collaboration. And so, really, I was relatively new to this. It was um, 2000 into 2014. Um, my mother transitioned to spirit after an illness, and um, prior to that, I had been completely. I'm well. I used to identify myself as an atheist. Um, I believed in science and um, was really, despite having gone to Catholic school and, and been, been surrounded by religion, just never um, just never really felt connected the way other people did to, um, to, to religion. And it really wasn't until my mom transitioned that um, I started to wonder you know, what happened, what was out there, what was the purpose of life, all of those questions mm -hmm. started to come that in. question. Right. And, um, and so I dabbled a little bit, you know, um, with books and, um, and teachers kind of longing for, um, for longing to make sense of what I went through. Um, my mother had a, a very long period on hospice and, um, it was, it was during that time really that, um, I opened the door a little bit to the possibility that maybe there was something more that I didn't know. And what what was the thing that kind of, or the moment that helped you open that door to realize like, okay, there's something bigger than us here? Well, of course, I missed my mom, of course, and I wanted that connection, but it really wasn't until um, my body 
began to manifest disease and illnesses um, that I long, I needed some understanding of what was happening to me. So I never understood the mind, body, spirit connection before um, illness came to my body. But once it did, and Western medicine wasn't able to um, help the way I thought that they would be able to, um, I then surrendered, is the word that came in, um, to the possibility that um, I needed to go within. And what was, when you say surrendered, what did that mean to you? When you surrendered, what did that look like? Well, I think that <clears throat> I just got choked up, right? <laughs> um, so surrender for me was hitting rock bottom. Surrender for me was um, um, after uh, after over a year of debilitating symptoms without answers um, that was affecting the quality of my life, mm -hmm. in which I in which I was dying. Um, and then being trained and being taught that doctors had the answers mm -hmm. and going down that route and learning firsthand and having an experience that, that perhaps maybe they didn't have all the answers and perhaps um, there, there was more behind the scenes that I was unaware of. Um, I can I can relate to what you're saying um, because as a young mother I had just lost my mom too to a, to an illness to cancer, and all of a sudden I started to experience all the types of physical ailments you know headaches back aches stomach aches I think actually my stomach ache my stomach ache started when I was ten years old, right. and not until probably the last few years or how, I don't know how long I've been doing this code, you know, the last five years, did I learn that our physical symptoms are attached to our emotions? I had no idea. I didn't realize that because of all of the people pleasing and the stress I was putting on myself and the perfectionism and holding everything inside me, not talking about anything, showing up with a smile, I didn't realize that was all manifesting into my body into it was one physical you know ailment after another exactly and i don't think we realize that i don't think we realize that our emotional body goes into our physical and then manifests into these illnesses and i think something we have in common is both our moms like you said transitioned from illness and prematurely right yeah prematurely exactly and i know um my mom she always held everything in and wanted to please everybody and do everything. So I was, I was a, I, and I hate, I just dislike this word. Um, but I was a classic codependent. Um, I was, I was trained to, um, put others before myself and, um, and, and I, it's literally taking me decades to unwind those patterns and, um, although I was very loved as a child and very wanted and, um, and all of that, my, my mother, my parents, but specifically, you know, the same gender, um, parent, my mother, um, was not able to love herself. The bottom line was my mom didn't know how to love herself. And because she didn't know how to love herself, she didn't know how to teach me how to love myself. And so that is the root cause of all of the suffering that we have had. Yes. Yes. So, um, and, and I can relate same thing, you know, with my mom, of course, she, she loved me, uh, but it's also was, you know, she was conditioned as, as a girl, we take care of everyone else, we please everyone else. If you looked within, you know, or if you took care of yourself, you were selfish. So same thing. So she was just like my grandmother was conditioned, my mom was conditioned, they, be they began to condition me as well to look outside of ourselves for everything to be the people pleaser be codependent and again it's like they don't know we don't know until we know and you're right the core theme story the root to all of it is self-love yeah you know and i remember i was i was in modeling and and you know commercials and stuff as a child and and i remember being as young as two and three with makeup on 
um, with, I slept with, I don't know, do you remember those pink foam yeah. curlers? I slept every night with curlers in my hair and they, and they hurt. I mean, as a child, you don't want to sleep with curlers in your hair. Um, and, and I remember just being so resistant to the, what it, why it was so important to the outside world, what I looked like. Um, where inside I was screaming, but I'm here, you know, I'm still here. It doesn't matter. Um, but, but that's, that was ingrained in us, right? As mm -hmm. it mattered what we looked like. Um, oh. at least for me, that was like the, the very most important thing. Oh, us too. And us so too. then, and then I could never live up to that. Right. Because we just can't. Well. No. And that I experienced that too. It's like, I, you know, from a young age, it was like, you know, they put me on a diet and I couldn't leave the house without lipstick. And I, because yeah. I'm, I'm sure. So I always had to wear heels. And so I was taught that my worth was based on my looks. And then I, I would never be good enough because their ideal image was not me. Mm -hmm, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I was not, you know, five foot 11, you know, and it was important for them, you know, to be a size zero. And so from a young age, I already felt like I'm not worthy. They never, it was never taught to look inside. It was all about outside. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes yes. I, I'm better now. I can leave without makeup. I still love my lipstick. Well, so the universe has this way of teaching you to accept yourself, Grace. So just be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Because now you can see I don't have hair and don't wear curlers. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm much better. I'm much better. Um, and I used to be so angry with my mom, you know, because we had a tumultuous relationship. And I heard you say something the other day and it resonated for me. And I, I and you said that your mother's transition, um, because she was so young, was her purpose was for you to step into your self-love. Yeah, I just gave and, it. And I'm gonna get emotional. And when I heard that, I said, and I've, and I've known that before about my mom, but you know, I'm so stubborn, like, you know, but there, I believe that. I believe that their purpose was here. You know, they came to teach us how to do something a different way. For sure. I was not able to um, hear her lessons while she was in this world. Um, we, had, we we went against each other. Um, it, we went against each other so much. And I, 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 you know, I find myself wishing things were different, even though I know that they were exactly as they were meant to be. Absolutely. I agree. And it was, it's exactly as it was meant to be. And I remember um, on my mom's deathbed, she said, wow, I'm getting emotional. She said, they're with us. She said, don't make the same mistakes that I did, you know, and it took me a little while, but then I, I remembered those words like six months, a year later. And I realized I was making the same mistakes that she did. And I had a choice to make, you know, and it was to, you know, save Oh, going to do it. I had to do it from within. And that's They're fine. Sorry, guys. They're totally fine. I love those dogs. And three German shepherds barking. It's not going to be good for the podcast. Um, so, so yeah, I, so for you know, 45 years, um, I was a codependent people pleaser and um, did not understand um, how emotions affected the body. And, um, and even with, I had a, I, I fractured my foot the same year my mother transitioned mm -hmm. and it, uh, it ended up to be an 18 month long recovery, um, which, you would think, Grace, that I would learn from that experience um, because I thought that I had hit rock bottom. Um, but again, I was still looking outside of me for somebody to rescue me um, instead of going inside and seeing what work needed to be done. Mm -hmm. and, you got to heal it. You know, you got to feel it. To heal it. And yeah. that's painful. Yeah. And, but you know what I can say? Yes, it's painful. Yes. Integrating those pieces of our past 
is challenging, of course, but it's not nearly as hard as we make think it's going to be to yeah. do the work. It's yeah. just like if we can just just power through it and get there, yeah. it's it's really not as bad as we think it's going to be. Because after every single like healing session, I'm like, God, if I could have done that sooner, I, if, I, if I would have known it was just going to be like that, I would have felt it and moved it and and healed it. But I had I had fed I had fed the fear with my energy and attention and resistance for so long that I made it so much bigger than it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Well, you just mentioned something, the fear. And I feel like we're taught to live in fear and it's neither good or bad. It just is, you know, that's how our mind is wired. So we naturally go to the fear and then we don't want to feel it because we're afraid. And then we start, you know, eating, drinking, shopping, video games, you know, whatever it is to numb that down. But what, and I'm so grateful for this, but what we don't realize or what people don't realize is that on the other side of feeling the pain is freedom. Like you talked about, you know, you're in ultimate freedom now. Yeah. I got nothing left. I, <laughs> I got nothing left to hide. You There's know, something more to go, you know, or we'd be dead. <laughs> right. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing if we can just get out of our own way mm -hmm. um, and our body knows how to heal. Our body has everything it needs to heal. Our spirit is connected. If we just, um, are able to still come into our body. So you you talked on an important piece, and that's like the distraction. And for me, uh, you know, I was a, I completely disassociated. I didn't even know. We don't know when we're going through the motions and living our life and going through our che checklist and running our errands. You don't know that you're not connected to spirit, right? You're just checking things off the list and making sure everybody gets what they need need to have. Um, but if we can just make a little bit of time and um, put ourselves up as a priority, I mean, and it's, now it starts with me first thing in the morning. The first mm -hmm. thing I do before I even get out of bed is is connect with spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a practice and that's, you have to be consistent and it takes time to build that. Um, sure. But I spent 45 years unconnected, right? right. <laughs> and what yeah. happened? Disease manifested in my body and mm -hmm. I almost died. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, and some, I mean, spirit's always around a spirit, universe, God, a higher, higher power, whatever, you know, you would like to call it. It's always around us, but we miss the signs because we're distracted. Yeah. Can you remember maybe one of the signs that you got to were like, okay, there's, there's spirit, there's the universe, there's God. Oh, Gracie, there are so many signs, um, you know, and, and I got him. It's not like, I didn't get them the whole time. I wasn't, um, in, you know, attuned with what was happening. It's just my ego would make excuses for them. Totally. So the time came the whole time I've been in this body, right? Um, sure. But I talked myself out of them constantly, which I, I think is very common. I think most people, yeah, but it could have been there, or yeah, but it happened this way, or you know, there's an explanation. Our ego can find an explanation for anything because we want to feel safe. Exactly. We want to feel like we're in control. Well, mm -hmm. we're not in control, guys. <laughs> that word <laughs> never been in control. Um, and so it really like, and, and this is a kind of a funny story, but it really wasn't until my mom transitioned that I even gave myself permission to feel something different. Um, and so I was my my sister flew into town. And we had the task after my mom, a few few months after my mom's transition of uh, going through her closet. And this is a really funny story because because um, it had to be a big one to get my attention. Right. Oh. And so my dad was out of town. There was nobody in the house. My sister stayed with me. So for I think it was for three days, we cleaned out her closet. And um, and my mother was very proper. And um, she always she wore blouses button down collared blouses with like um, sheer satin, sheer and satin scarves. And um, she was just matchy matchy and everything that every completely different than me. Okay. So we cleaned out her closet and it was color coded. So there was a white section, a black section, and then it went through the whole hue of the rainbow and within all of the clothes, all of the collared proper shirts and accessories, you know, sometimes there was matching necklaces hanging like it, I imagine this is she what, she yeah. 
Yes. I love it. Like I, I imagine like how it must be like on a movie set when you, you know, you're going through and, and you're going through all the clothes and you're like, oh yeah, here's the complete outfit. Like, I'm just like, whatever, right? So there's all of these outfits like that, that we were, you know, uh, boxing up and, um, and donating and stuff. And my mother never wore any kind of comfortable clothes um, because again, it mattered what she looked like. And I never saw her without a face done or a hair done either, right? Um, but as I was going through one of the sections of clothes, there was like this really lightweight, see-through, kind of very cheap material um, T-shirt. And it was the kind of T-shirt that you get at like the state fair, like when you win, like that kind of, or like, uh, you know, like those um, sport games where they throw out the T-shirts and stuff. So it was like that kind of T-shirt. It would not, definitely wouldn't be in her closet, it sounds oh like. Oh my God, my mother would never wear that. <laughs> Ever in a million, like I'm telling you, like spirit had to hit me over the head with a two by four, right? Um, so there was this t-shirt, this t-shirt, this and it had, and, and again, this was, you know, five or six years ago, and it had um, former President Bush on it, and he was like doing a hand signal like this, and it was like, do you miss me yet? So that was the t-shirt. And I remember pulling this t-shirt and going, what the heck? Isn't this weird? And so, you know, that got my wheels going and my sister and I were both like, yeah, that's strange. But again, there must be a reason, right? There must be, a, there must be a reason that this is here. And so we didn't really think anything of it, but I'll, I'll never forget that because it was, because I knew, because I knew my spirit knew my ego was making excuses. And so at the end of that uh, project, um, I took my sister to the airport. I was going back to my dad's house to um, wipe down the shelves in the closet and to pick up the bags for um, donations. And, you know, we had, we had finished everything. And I always get emotional when I tell this story. And so when I walked in um, on one of the shelves that I had already cleaned, that was already empty. I mean, it was a white, it, you know, it was like we were moving out. It was completely cleared out. And there was this ring. Let's see. I love that ring. It's beautiful. It's like my Wonder Woman power ring. Um, there was this ring just sitting um, just perfectly on one of the white shelves in the closet. And my mother had lost this ring um, about three years before when her memory started failing. She had misplaced a lot of things. And this ring was very important to her. I was with her when she purchased it and I knew how much she loved it. And, and she had a lot of shame around the fact that she lost it. Mm. Um, because of the failing memory piece. And so I knew that there was a connection with this ring. Well, that ring was right there on the shelf, just waiting for me. But you had cleaned and it wasn't there before and everything was gone. And then you came back and it was there. Yeah, That's my, crazy. my dad's out of town. There's no, yeah. there's no explanation except that I was meant to have the ring. Yes. I love that story. Um, I is. love Story. Yeah, I love that story too. And so I always wear this ring when I want to connect with my mom. Mm -hmm. And this was this, that was the changing point for me. Like, okay, here I am. Mm -hmm. and, and so, yeah. And that helped you be, you know, open to, to those messages where we can say, okay, that's weird. That's crazy. But in reality, that's really the universe spirit, you know, talking to, to, to us. Um, and it took me a long time to, to, be open to receive those messages. Cause I think, okay, Grace, that's, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but now even my friends and family know, like if I say something or if I tell them this happened, they're like, yeah, that sounds about right for you. And we all have it. Mm -hmm. um, but I had a story a few months ago that also blew my mind. I was going through a challenging time within the family. Like I, there's like these major decisions that had to be made and I, I didn't know what to do. I felt lost. And just, you know, both my parents are gone, so I didn't have them to turn to. And I get a phone call from my neighbor across the street who was friends with my parents, and he really never calls me. Um, and he says, you know, hey, Grace, how are you? I said, I'm good, Fred, how are you? He said, you know, I was cleaning out a drawer and I found the cards from your dad's funeral. So, you know, when there's a funeral, they make the cards. And I'm like, really? That was like eight years ago. And he said, yeah, he goes, would you like them? I'm gonna bring them to you. And I said, sure. And I just went about doing my stuff, washing the, I was washing the dishes. And then literally half an hour later, I'm like, that was a sign. That was my dad. 
telling me it's going to be okay. Like how random. Oh, I just I'm like, how random is, you know, Fred, you know, and I love Fred, just we're all busy, like for him to call me and find those in that moment, I'm standing in the kitchen, feeling stressed about this situation. And I was like, yeah, sure. But it it was like a half hour, hour later when I put the two together to be like, oh my gosh, thank you, dad. Right. That, that thing, that like, thank you. Thank you. It's that feeling that makes it all so good. And I also believe like, you know, I've been on the same journey to trying to connect more. Like in the morning, I have a routine. I also believe when we take the time to pray, meditate, we become more open to those signs. And I know when I'm under stress or I'm disconnected, disassociated, I have a harder time picking up on those messages. Yeah, I would say meditation is single-handedly the thing that propelled me forward. Um, Absolutely. So I I had that sign from my mom with the ring. And then um, I think it was, you know, soon afterwards that um, symptoms really started showing up in my body. And, you know, at first I was looking for doctors and I was looking outside me for help. And um, I, as, as the universe does, um, I was quickly, quickly shown that the, the universe had other plans for me than, than Western medicine. Um, Western medicine told my family that I was looking for attention, that I was um, mentally ill, that there was nothing physically wrong with me, et cetera. And so that really gave me an opportunity then to hit rock bottom and no longer look for external validation. Mm-hmm. And and so it was then that I remembered God, that ring, right? I don't think, I don't think what I would have been able to, to, to make that leap without, without the universe putting a really big obstacle in my way. Because although I, I was like, okay, I like the signs. This is fun. When, when push came to shove and I guess, you know, there was illness, I still wanted somebody to help me. I still wanted somebody to fix me, even mm-hmm. though I knew you, you know, even though I knew it was still easier, I thought, for somebody else to take care of it. So what would you, you know, for our, the people watching, like what would be a first step if like if we're stuck in that people pleasing and the codependency and just looking for validation outside of ourselves and failing because we're going to fail? what would you say is the first step someone can take to get closer to themselves and to, to God, spirit universe? Well, and I know this is hard. I mean, the, the first step, at least for me had to be stillness. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, and even though I, my body had been still um, because of the symptoms, I couldn't walk, I couldn't see, I couldn't hear. Like I had completely withdrawn and gone in, gone in. I had to be still, but I also had to be present. And so although I had been still throughout those symptoms, I wasn't present, I was checked out. I was longing for rescue. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and I think that's where meditation comes in. Um, So a great, like just a really easy way to get present that I I know I I like easy, I like easy things. Uh, uh, Me too, ease and grace. I don't want anything hard, too hard stuff for my life. So, so one like little trick, and I'm sure I'm sure it's in all the books, or it's not anything um, special. But one of the tricks that really works for me is, of course, hand on the heart. Everybody's heard that one. But also, I go through my five senses. Um, what are five things I can see? What are five things I can hear? What are what? What can I taste? What can I see? You know, and I literally come back into my body with my senses. And then once I'm in there, and for for, for me, that's a really key piece. Once I'm in my body, then meditate. So a lot of people, and I in the beginning did as too, I wanted to meditate to leave my body. Well, the thing is, is I don't have any problems leaving my body. That's easy for me. Most of them don't, me too. I can check out all the time. Um, It was being grounded in my body, feeling what was happening in my body, and then intentionally choosing the experience I wanted to have. Mm. Instead of being on default and allowing other, uh, allowing the environment to 
determine my experience. Mm -hmm. So kind of like taking the reins back, right? Sure, because you're right. We're always reactive. We get up, we go, we're fast. We don't even feel what what's happening. Sometimes I would drive home and I'm like, oh my God, I'm home. Like, how did I get here? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell? Or, you know, someone just called and like, you know, they just called you and like they did, you know? So I didn't realize that that was being disassociated, that that mm -hmm. was out of my body. I just thought that was normal, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing I love about you, Brandy, and I'm so grateful to you for is that there's been so many times when I'm feeling some type of way, but I don't know how to express it. I don't know how to communicate it. Um, I'll be feeling things in my body or in my spirit. And then here's Brandy. She comes on into our group and says, this is what I experienced today. And I'm like, thank you, Brandy. That's how I'm feeling. And I'm so grateful to that because you've helped me learn to communicate what I'm feeling. And I feel like a lot of us um, that are disassociated, you know, from our body a lot, we don't even know how to express what we're feeling. I wouldn't have even known I was disassociated. I, 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 I had no idea. Like, I'm like, yeah, 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 I know what that, like, you know, yeah. Like those people over there. Um, oh, like, I just thought I have ADD. I can't pay attention to all. No, embodiment is no joke. Like, and that's the crazy thing. We have to be in our body to heal. Like I know, I know it sounds really simple. Um, and and, and speaking of that, do you know what else that I learned? We have to be in our body when we exercise to lose weight. So isn't that interesting? So that's interesting. Yeah, like when we're walking and stuff. Um, sometimes in the beginning, I would have a tendency to check out. You know, thinking about what I needed to do, thinking about whatever, but not so. We, we heal, we do everything in our body. Mm -hmm. our, 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 the, the whole challenge here is how to get us anchored in. Or at least yeah. Yes, and, and I agree with you in regards to the meditation and I loved what you talked about the senses because even when I'm in meditation, I, 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 it's hard for me. So I'm still all over. Um, and and you know, of course I definitely have some good sessions but I like what you said. Um, about checking into the senses and the kind of just getting centered that way. I think that's great. And, and bath meditations, you have to do bath yeah. meditations. That's the grace. Like I, first of all, I didn't even like baths and I wasn't a real big fan of meditation either. I really didn't like any of them, but you put them together and you have an hour by yourself in your bathroom mm -hmm. once a day. Okay. Can I just talk to you like that? It's <laughs> divine. Like now I know. I look because I, I want to do that. And I remember one time when I was um, venting like, oh, my God, I'm always alone. They're not home. And, you know, I'm, a you know, and you're like, girl, take a bath. Spend an hour <laughs> bath. And I'm like, I never thought about that because I'm wanting validation from everything outside of me. Mm -hmm. And you have a beautiful um, bath ritual. I do have a beautiful bath ritual. And I would really encourage anybody who wants to do some meditation. Um, water is a great incubator for that energy it's so easy just i mean especially it's harder for me to meditate there's lots of different times you know you can sit and you can do yoga you can do walking it there's lots of different ways to meditate but something about water is like um it feels like a womb mm -hmm. it feels like it feels safe it feels secure it feels like a womb the energy flows through so even if you can just very you know in basic be in a bath and have intention just to be still for five minutes. Start mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. and see what wisdom comes through because the answers are all just waiting. It's just up to us to pull them through. That's right. We have everything we need. All the answers we need are within us. Yeah. It's just getting still enough to hear it. And so on that point, I'll tell you, it was, it was during meditation, specifically these bath meditations um, after I, after I became present and did my senses that I was then guided to healers that could help me heal my body. Mm -hmm. I, so that was the first step. I had to be open. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, and, and then, you know, a name would cross my list or it, I was literally like following a trail of breadcrumbs, you know, one sign after another. I'm like, oh, so this is how we do it. So we get, st each time we get still, it, every time I go into meditation, I get another piece of the puzzle. Mm. And so it, it kind of becomes fun after a while. And it's it did ultimately lead me to, well, it led me to Sunny. It led me to the mastermind group. And it led me to doctors that um, had the answers for me. Mm -hmm. mm. I, I love that because once we put that message out to the universe that like, I'm ready to receive, I'm open to a different way. 
then all of those steps start lining up for us one after another. And it, 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 it literally all started with stillness. Mm -hmm. It all started. I don't think I would have ever received anything without making the space to, you know, get rid of the distractions. Right. Which is why meditation and prayer are so important. And I remember, you know, 20 years ago, I had a coach that said, you know, you should meditate. And I was like, get the F out of here. Do you think I have time? <laughs> you know, I was too stubborn and too naive at that time. Mm -hmm. But now, like you, like, I, I agree. It's like when I get quiet, those messages, messages come. You know, and another one that I really like, because I was the same way, meditation, whatever, all this woo-woo stuff, you know, I believe in science. Let's, let's, that's how I was. Um, but another one that I really liked, and I love walking meditations, and I really like using my camera with walking meditations. And so, uh, oh, well, thank you. And so just, and so the same thing, getting present instead of the five senses, you can use your camera, your, your cell phone. And if you're out walking, you you know, you see a, something you want to take a picture of a great way to get present is to um to take that picture and take it from 10 different angles oh i like that yeah so it shows you a different perspective it's the mm -hmm. same thing so you get high get low get sideways you know be funky Wh whatever it is it doesn't mm -hmm. matter it helps you get present mm -hmm. and it gives I you like a different perspective i like that a lot and you take awesome pictures too. I never thought about the different. So there's different perspectives in the pictures, just like in life. We can look at the same, you know, both of us can look at the same situation and have a different perspective to it. Just like, you know, the illnesses. For sure. To one doctor, mm -hmm. I was looking for attention from my husband. To another doctor, um, my body, mind, and spirit had created the perfect storm for illness to manifest. Mm hmm mm-hmm. And what we call that is the, the universal two by four. Like when we're not listening and keep making the same, you know, you know, choices over and over that are not healthy for us. That's when we get, you know, hit sideways to choose differently. Right. You know, and so what, you know, even though it was terrible and you suffered and struggled for so long, what was the lesson in all of this? So the lesson was, so I knew my spirit knew grace when I was, when I was dying, I knew I was dying. I knew I was sick and nobody could hear me. And, and my message was that I only needed to hear myself. It only mattered what I thought. Yes. And it took me a lot of pain to come back to that realization, mm. you know? Yeah, because we're conditioned to pay attention to what everyone else's opinion is about us when at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We're worthy no matter what, regardless of. And we're, we're still a work in progress. Great. And, and I'm still learning. So this all happened a couple of years ago. And and I, you know, sometimes I like to think, well, I'm evolved and enlightened and, you know, I have all this wisdom now. No, 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 no. Let me just can I do. Do we have time for to, me to share a little bit about my son? Please yeah. do. So I thought, like I had healed this piece, Grace. I thought, I'm good. <laughs> good life threw this at me and I am good. Um, and then recently, just so I'll, I'll share something that, that I'm currently walking through. Um, because I, of all people, know that the systems, and in this specific case, the, the medical system, is just one, one perspective. Right. I know. I know that. I know it better than anybody because it almost cost me my life. Mm -hmm. And then four weeks ago, I have two sons. My 15 year old son um, was riding one of these electric skateboards and fell. And um, his his collarbone was obviously broken. OK. So thankfully, he was wearing a helmet and didn't have a concussion. So take him to the emergency room. Um, and because of covid, only one parent's allowed in. And so I, I waited in the, in, I waited outside. And while they're in there, my husband sends me a text with the picture of the x-ray. Okay, I've only, I've only shared this one other time. So I'm, I'm getting all emotional. He sent me a picture of the, um, of the x-ray 
with um, the diagnosis underneath it that said the fracture was a result of um, bone disease from a lactic lesion, a bone lesion that was indicative of cancer. What? What? So in that moment, I know I was totally unaware, checked out, right? Saw that, my body went into a nervous response, PTSD, remembered my body was like, oh, I know what we do when we're stressed and we are feeling unsafe. Boop, flew out of my body, right? So now I'm disassociated. So the hospital encouraged us to get our son in immediately to Phoenix Children's Hospital. This was on a weekend. There's nothing we can do. And I will tell you that I went through a very many dark night of the soul that I had experienced this time with regards to my son that I had previously experienced with myself, you know, the years before. I um, unknowingly and unconsciously, because now I'm not in my body, completely fed the fear, fed it. I bought it hook, line, and sinker. Is that what they say? Hook, line, and mm -hmm. sinker. Mm -hmm. um, they spit it out and I sucked it up as truth just in that moment without even realizing it. And this is somebody who knows better. I create for, for a good 24, 48 hours, I created stories in my head. I'm here with you. That no parent wants to think about. And the fear grew bigger and bigger. And my nervous system responded. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, I was sick. And I was living on autopilot because my son wasn't even aware of what the what the what what the correspondence was at the hospital. We so he was in the dark. So I was playing a part, if you will. Thank goodness for those days. It wasn't until two healers, Sunny and, and Kate, actually helped bring me back into my body and remind me what I knew. What I know is that our body can heal anything. What I know is that the doctors were just showing that there was an indication of something out of alignment. Okay. That, that's what I know. I had forgot. And, I, and they threw out a story and I took it as truth. And I, I had created a whole future timeline that I didn't even want in my head. That it was exactly the opposite of what I wanted. And I know better. So I, I so I share this with you because it's so easy. It can come in, it, it kind of like the energy comes in the back door almost. And if we're not present and if we disassociate and if we're not intentional with our thoughts, we are creating by default. Yes. So I literally had to energetically pull those. I know that sounds crazy. That's not crazy. I'll pull those thoughts back and come back to my center, come back to my heart and surrender again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I share this with you because I, I really, really think during those days, the timeline was undecided. I know that sounds woo-woo. No, it's not and. The timeline was undecided and. And I chose the one that felt better. And I started visualizing what I wanted to happen. I started feeling in my body how I would feel when we heard that they were a that it was a mistake. I had to raise my vibration higher in order to be open to receive the guidance. Mm. And within about 24 hours, I was able to turn it around because of the tools that we have. 
you know, I think, I, and I think we can, I did it pretty fast and I'm grateful for that, but make no mistake. It, it can come in and sweep you without you even knowing. Oh, for sure. And so it's what happened? And, and just to give you just, you know, just to give a, some closure is when my son did finally go to Phoenix children's hospital and, and we manifested an appointment right away and it was great. Um, yeah, they, they felt that the uh, x-ray was read wrong in the emergency room. And uh, he just went yesterday for a four week checkup and the bone is healing nicely. And there's, there, they, there's no reason for concern. So I share that because how easy it was so easy. It was with it without, I just gave it away. I, I just bought it. Yeah. With and it's energy, right? our energy, our currency. And, and I bought it with my energy and yes. I gave it all away and I gave my power away just like I had previously done, for, done to myself. And I, this time I did it here, but I learned a lot faster. Yeah. And it's, and it's so easy to do when we go into that fear, especially as mothers, when it comes to our children, but what's beautiful and thank I'm just getting emotional and thank you so much for sharing, you know, with our audience and people that are watching on the replay that we get to choose the story. And I know it's not easy and I know it sounds woo woo and, and there wasn't even in that moment, there was nothing, you know, wrong. This is a story that they, you know, they gave you the information and then our mind runs away with it and how beautiful that you were able to bring it back and, and create a different story. Yeah. It, it certainly wasn't easy, Grace. No, it's not. And, and, the whole, and, and really in and the whole time, and, and this is another important point that just dropped in is that, so even even while even while I was dis disconnected and feeding this fear, I still had spirit telling me, "It's okay, everything's okay. This is a learning. This is a like I knew that. I like I had those messages, and I was like, okay, yes, I hear you, but I hear you, but I hear you, but the ego. <laughs> I mean, the ego's powerful. I hear you. <laughs> so you know." Like the, the messages are coming. It's up to us to use discernment and to be intentional with our thoughts. I mean, there is such a big level of personal responsibility for our lives that like I never even knew about. Did you before all this? No. Are you kidding? I was a bit, you know, I blamed everything outside of me and why me? And oh, my God. <laughs> right. We're victims. Right. Yeah. We're, you know, it's, it's easy to be a victim. It's easy to be a victim. And then you could, you know, um, blame everything outside of you. Right. And I love the laws of the universe. I love the principles because I've been able to, and just like you, you know, take shitty circumstances and, you know, turn them. Of course, not everything's always going to be roses, but I do believe there's always a lesson, a purpose that comes out of even the most challenging and traumatic situations, as, as hard as that may sound. For sure. Like, I, I was on death's bed, right? I prayed for death. I had planned my suicide. I wrote it. I wrote my goodbye letters. Like literally I, that's, that's where I was. Um, and that's, and that's what it took for me to wake up to the truth and remember who I am. Mm -hmm. Girl, oh. you are a badass. I love you. And I love oh, this. So sweet. And it just, oh. And it just resonates. And before um, before I let you go, okay, Kai, okay, like I could go on forever with you. <laughs> I know we have lots of friends saying hi. Like I, hi, yeah, people, hi, my friends on there. on there. Oh, Krista, and um, a tip was on Andy, Gus. I saw Melinda. Uh, it's also awesome to see you guys, Victoria, Robinette. So before I um, let you go, because I, I, I know um, I can go on forever. Yeah. Tell us something fun about you, a fun fact about you that most of us don't know. A fun fact? Well, this is out of left field. I didn't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> what is a fun fact? Okay. Fun fact. Like you went from childhood or like now? Girl, whatever you want to share. All right. Fun fact. Um, when when I was little, I was on the box of a shrinky dink. Shrinking box. Nice. <laughs> you know what else? I was also on an Oscar Mayer Wiener hot dog commercial. Okay, that's the best. <laughs> I could sing that song right now. Well, well that's the song that just, oh, see what, what, what is that? I don't even know what it is. 
I love it. I love it. Oh my God. You are just a shining light. You are, you know, a lighthouse. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. It was so fun. Thank you, Grace. And thank you, friends. I'll go back and look in the comments yeah. and, uh, and touch base with everybody. And so for those of you, um, for, for those, I know many of um, our audience definitely knows um, Brandy, but for those who may not know you, Brandy, where can they find you and connect with you? So um, if I do have a Facebook page, it's Brandy Streeter. It's Streeter spelled weird. It's S-T-R-I-E. T-E-R. You can find me there. And um, I also have a website that's kind of in the works and um, it's brandystreeter.com. Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-I, Streeter, S-T-R-I-E-T-E-R. And um, if you go there, you can sign up for um, for an email and you get a free gift. It's five tips to peace and presence. So awesome. I, talk I love it. Awesome. And this will also go up on our podcast platform. And so when they do listen, the information will also be in the um, the, the text content below. So, so exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you. you guys for watching. Um, let's see. Yeah, we'll definitely go back and, and look at the comments. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys, especially for our first um, go live. So I yes, really appreciate it. Thanks friends. Have a great day. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.